Hey everyone, welcome to the Torn ACL Recovery Podcast. My name is Chris Arnold, and this is a short series podcast that follows my personal journey from ACL injury back to full strength. In it, I discuss the ups, downs, and everything in between in the days, weeks, and months after surgery. Hopefully this will help you in your own process to getting well after injury. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, it is hard to believe that we are talking about month five right now after what has felt like such a long trip and windy journey to get to this point. But nonetheless, here we are and I'm talking today about uh, getting to the five month mark after ACL surgery. Um, I guess to take a step back, I want to just kind of reiterate where we are in this kind of year or so long journey. Um, if you follow the podcast from the very beginning, then you kind of know that backstory. If you haven't, feel free to jump back and visit torinaclrecoverypodcast.com to listen to all of the podcasts, to get some notes and feedback and thoughts um, from my specific journey from basically day one all the way up through the current uh, present time. Um, one of the biggest things that I've learned about this process is that Uh, In the very beginning, it feels like everything just takes forever and it's never going to get any better. And then in the last two months or so, I have felt like time is moving really quickly again and kind of feeling like things are getting back to normal, more more or less. Um, Everyone's going to be different. I know that I'm different from a lot of the stories that I read. Um, But one of the silver linings of all this is that I think if you stick to the work and you stick to... Um, you know, dedicating yourself towards specific goals that this process does get better. It gets easier. Um, It doesn't necessarily go faster. um, But nonetheless, uh, I can I can speak from experience that um, it is really, really hard at times. And then you have really great experiences um, here and there that really kind of keep you moving forward. And I think that happens more and more um, as the weeks pass. So on, on the month five podcast um, this month, what I want to do is kind of give a recap of the last four weeks. I want to talk about primarily about a new phase of rehab that I started at about the three and a half month mark. And I, I talked about this briefly on the last podcast, but I've now had a full month of that. And I think um, it's worth mentioning uh, some of the things that I'm getting into and the results that I'm seeing. I also want to talk about the cycling load that has increased both in distance and elevation or um, altitude gain, in in, in other words. So um, over the last month, that's definitely increased. So I'll touch on that. And then finally, I'll look forward to uh, just kind of finishing up with the tour of the moon uh, in a week. And I look forward to doing that ride, um, kind of using that as a benchmark to look forward to the next six months. Um, It's been my benchmark for a really long time now, so I'm really excited about that. All right, so jumping right into the next phase of rehab, one of the things that I talked about on the podcast last month is that when I got to the three or three and a week or two month mark, uh, I graduated from physical therapy, and I use air quotes when I say graduated because I personally really felt like I wasn't at all ready to move forward with with sport 
Um, certainly had weakness still. I was sore every single day. I thought about my knee every single day. And, and that was really hard for me to feel like I was walking away from support and, you know, weekly check-ins with someone who was really helping me and, and guide me through this journey. Um, you know, it's one of those things where you can read a million blogs, you can jump on the Reddit feed and hopefully find some feedback there. But at the end of the day, you know, you really have to be the one to put the rubber to the road and do the work. And I really felt like after three months, it just wasn't nearly far enough along. And uh, so I kind of started asking around and I was introduced to a, uh, who, I guess he calls himself a strength trainer, a certified strength trainer. Um, but he also tore his ACL about uh, three years ago, I believe, three or four years ago. So what I liked about uh, working with him and what I like about working with him to this point is that he gets it and he understands kind of this up and down um, cycle that I think a lot of us find ourselves in when we're recovering from ACL surgery. My specific ACL surgery was the hamstring grafts. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know that. Um, if you haven't, that's totally fine. Um, my hamstring was was still really weak after you know three and a half months or so. And, and, and I, as I mentioned last month, that's one of the first things he tested um, was, was the strength of even something as, uh, as simple as, you know, standing and looking straight ahead and then raising my good leg, uh, behind me and then raising my surgical leg behind me. And, and the, the difference was, it was laughable. <laughs> it was, it really was laughable. Um, but it was also sad in a way because just the emphasis on the hamstring, um, had, had not been a focal point in that first three months. And so it was clear that needed to be, a focal point and it has been in the last six weeks or so. So month five has really been more or less a buckling down to three times a week. I am doing, I'm still going into the same gym and I'm doing uh, what I'm just kind of calling for the sake of calling it something phase two rehab program. Um, essentially the way that I have it set up with my particular contact is I will go in um, roughly every two weeks. Um, we'll kind of walk through ec exercises that I've been doing, uh, potentially new exercises depending on the week. Um, and he'll kind of gauge where I am with, with strength. We talk about how I feel, what is painful, um, what feels good, um, you know, general observations around um, stability, um, how much is my quad still dancing and, you know, really kind of uh, if, if you've, if you're in the rehab process now, you know what I mean, when you kind of get your quad locked in and it starts to just go crazy because it's, um, it's weak, uh, weaker than your good leg. And you're, um, you're, you're actually literally seeing it work hard to, um, you know, stay in a, stay in a single leg, something or another. Um, and so when we talk to each other, we, we really kind of, um, I, I've liked it because we really riff off of how are you feeling? Okay, let's start to do it this way. That looks great. Let's move into this phase. Um, okay, that's still sore. You know, that's going to be because X, Y, Z. And, and, and I can't really imagine if I stopped physical therapy at three months and then kind of let it fall off where I would be today. I, I think this is a critical time in ACL surgery um, rehab, month three to six, where it's so easy to say, 
oh, I just feel pretty good. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hang up the cleats and, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to take it easy the next few months and then I'll slowly get back to my sport. Um, and now that I see how weak my leg still was specific muscle groups, that's really frightening thought to me. The hamstring in my case, um, was so weak that, um, my trainer was actually worried that if I left it that way and I just continued on with, you know, quad strengthening and general physical therapy, that, um, what happens in a deceleration movement, which is quite often something that arises in sport, um, my hamstring just wouldn't be able to handle that. And, and so not only would I have ongoing knee joint pain, I would have, uh, the potential to sort of overwhelm my quad. Um, but I would also have a greater risk of re-tear because my hamstring is just kind of not there um, to be totally blunt. And so what I wanted to do is, is jump into some of the, the exercises that I've been doing that have been the most helpful for me. Um, I apologize ahead of time for those that don't have the hamstring graft. Feel free to kind of jump ahead in the podcast. Um, <clears throat> but for hamstringers like myself, hey, that's kind of cool. I never thought of myself as a ham, hamstringer. But if you're a fellow hamstringer like me, so a couple things that I've been doing over the last month, oh, let's see, I'll just go through maybe three of these. So one of the biggest ones that was eye-opening to me, what, you know, beyond just standing there and, and raising my ankle to my butt as, hard, as, as far as I could, um, is something called a standing hip car. So if you can just Google that, standing hip car, um, <clears throat> basically what you do is you is you stand sort of, either against a wall, uh, perpendicular, kind of with your off arm, sort of lightly touching a wall for stability. Or if you're more advanced, maybe you're facing a wall and you have um, you have a roller pad that's kind of on the wall and then it kind of goes to your chest. So it's just holding in front of you, in front of your chest for a little bit of stability. Um, that one's a little bit harder because you're using more balance. Um, but essentially what you're doing is you're putting a ball, um, uh, kind of in the back of your knee and you're standing there, um, your opposite leg is, is balancing. And then the leg with the ball behind the knee is, um, you're, you're essentially using your hamstring to, um, contract and push that ball together and keep it there on the back of your leg. As you do various hip movements, you're kind of opening your hip, moving your leg back, back around and behind you coming back up to the, the, the starting point and then going in reverse and doing the same thing as you move around. That was extremely eye-opening to me because I felt how weak my hamstring was on such a, what feels like it should be a very simple workout. It was extremely difficult, especially the first time I did it. I'm not even sure if I could get through um, two repetitions, maybe three repetitions on a leg um, without really feeling like I was, you know, even hurting my hamstring. It was to the point where is my hamstring going to cramp up right now? And, and, and is this a bad thing? Um, so we worked through that and we kind of talked about what I should be feeling. And, and that's one of those things going back to what I said earlier, where it's really hard to know where you stand with some of the, um, secondary or tertiary muscles in your leg when you're, when you're really only focusing on, on quad strength, quad strength is, is pushed so much in this process that I think it's very easy to overlook things like the hamstring. Uh, another hugely eye-opening exercise for me was the double leg slider hamstring curl. So essentially what you're doing is you're on your back, you have um, 
two slider discs or bucket tops or whatever can slide on a slick surface freely. And essentially what you're doing is you're doing a hip bridge. So you're putting those sliders underneath both of your feet. You're raising your hips into a hip bridge and then you're slowly extending both of your legs outward and then you're slowly sliding them back. And on that slide back, on that return with that hamstring curl, you really quickly feel the difference between your good leg and your surgical leg. And that again, speaking of eye-opening, I could barely do that the first time I did it. Now, I, I, I could barely do these things the first time I did it, but the second time I did it, it was a little bit better. The third time, okay, this feels good. Fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, you suddenly realize how quickly you can regain that strength. And I think that's super encouraging. So if you're having a difficult time with your hamstring or even curious about it, try some of these things and, and just kind of see where you, uh, see where you line up. Um, so one other thing I will mention here, um, it's a little, it's a simple exercise. It's called, um, let's see, it's called suspension march, marching planks. And, and basically with these is, um, you can Google that one as well, but essentially you're kind of in a rig and you're leaning forward on a couple of, of rings. Um, and you're, you're kind of in an upward plank position with a slight angle. And all you're really doing there is, is, is keeping yourself stable. So you're going to feel it in your core, but you're also um, going to be marching slowly one leg at a time and sounds really simple, which it, it, it is really simple, but you'll again, notice that your hamstring, depending on how strong it is or weak it is, is going to have a difficult time matching the cadence and the power, uh, just pulling your knee up as you're marching. So as you march, you know, good leg maybe comes really close to your chest and your off surgical leg is, is potentially going to be a little bit behind dragging behind. So three quick examples here of a couple hamstring exercises I've been working on. So these will be sprinkled throughout a workout and, you know, I'm still working on my quad, still working on flexibility. Um, but depending on the week, there'll be some various hamstring exercises thrown in there. Um, and the emphasis is let's get this hamstring back to as close to 50, 50 from the non-surgical leg as possible. And I think statistically speaking, it will never be a hundred percent, um, as compared to the other leg, but I definitely want to get it to 95, 98%, um, as, as, as much as I can. All right, so switching gears here to increasing cycling load. The big thing for me in the last month has been let's test my knee. I'm tired of feeling like I'm not doing anything. And as an athlete, as someone who uh, has really kind of, I lost the summer this year as far as cycling, what I really wanna do is get out on the bike, add some miles, add some elevation, and just see how the knee feels. So. Um, a couple weeks ago in the middle of the month, um, I, I did a ride and I went about 30, 35 miles, um, and I climbed, um, around 3000 feet. And so for some of you, you know, you may think, wow, that's insane. That's way too much. Um, and, and other athletes listening might say, oh, you know, that's a piece of cake. But for me, it doesn't really matter what side you're on for, for me, what I, what I came away with there is that my knee can handle that. And I'm not running out on the soccer field, cutting left and right, and kind of really putting my knee at risk still. But what I am doing is I'm um, kind of putting the mental part of this to the side as much as possible and really trying to just test the knee 
the biggest thing that I've encountered as far as uh, making those leaps is is the soreness that still persists after long days. And so one of the things that I've started to notice now in month five is that if I can just be on a bicycle or, or be in the gym doing my exercises, that soreness and that stiffness actually kind of goes away after a few minutes. And I'm able to kind of get over that hurdle and get into some really good movements and a really good workout that leaves my leg feeling strong. One of the other biggest things about month five is that I'm finally feeling my quad sort of activate and burn and and kind of feel more and more like my non-surgical leg. That has been a struggle for me up until this uh, fifth month because I never really felt like I felt it that way. I could see it. I knew it was getting bigger and I was regaining strength. I was on my bicycle, but um, there's something about just the specific feeling of kind of a, I don't know, a healthy joint, a healthy leg that I still wasn't feeling until this month. So actually just today, I, I, I gave it another go uh, as far as distance, as far as elevation. I went about uh, 40 miles and a little more than 4,000 feet of climbing and it held up. It felt really good. And I think this is a really good time frame to start testing your limits you know, month three to six or four to six. Um, if you're, you know, if you're not there yet, just start to get to those points where you can start to test your knee, go on hikes, you know, do the things that you love to do. Don't go overboard with it, but really, really kind of get back into it. Know that when you get home, you can ice it if you need to. And, you know, just go for it. I kind of feel like unless there's a, a specific reason that you should not be going for it, I think this is a great time to start uh, being smart about testing, testing your limits. And for me, I did that, that a little bit this month and I feel really good. Um, that ride was this morning. I'm doing this podcast maybe three hours later and, um, I did ice my knee afterwards, but more so because I think it was giving me peace of mind. Um, but my knee feels great. So take that, um, take that for what it's worth and, and, and use that in the future. So finally today, I am doing the Tour of the Moon bike ride in a week. This for me has been my kind of sticky note on the mirror. This has been in the back of my head now for, gosh, three or four months now. You know, I knew when I tore my ACL and I had surgery, I was going to miss pretty much the entire summer. I couldn't do a lot of stuff. I was alone a lot. There were times where it was very depressing, as you know, if you're going through this process, but I always had in the back of my mind, okay, I'm doing this thing, this tour of the moon at about five months, a little more than five months, and I'm going to make it happen. And that, that single goal has been the thing that has kept me going through the low points, the boring days, the boring weeks. Um, if you ever travel for work, you know how hard it is to be motivated to go to the crappy gym downstairs where three people are half-heartedly running on a treadmill or whatever the scene may be, this is the this is the thing that I encourage everyone to have a goal in mind <laughs> to go after because if you don't have anything you're trying to attain or go after or achieve in a month or two months or four months down the, down the line, then it's going to be really hard to stay motivated to do your physical therapy. So... With that being said, if you're in, if you're in the, the thick of it right now, if you're a week out, two weeks, three weeks, a couple months out and things are still bleak, let me tell you that things do get better. 
you have to stay positive as much as possible. And I really recommend staying on top of your physical therapy, having a goal or two in mind for the future and really just going for it. Um, staying strong mentally, staying strong physically and, and seeking those, um, around you for support. Um, and I've mentioned this before about the ACL subreddit on reddit.com has been great as well. So, um, if you're going through this right now, I'm thinking of you, it does get better. Stay with it. Um, that's my month five podcast signing off. I'll talk to you next month.